Hello and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. We are celebrating the Ascension, a beautiful event in the life of Jesus and therefore in the life of all of us who are the body of Christ here on earth as a church. Let's open our hearts and minds to welcome the Word and let's bow our heads and pray. Gladden us with holy joys, Almighty God, and make us rejoice with devout thanksgiving for the ascension of Christ your Son is our exaltation, and where the head has gone before in glory, the body is called to follow in hope. Through our Lord Jesus Christ your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the conclusion of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, and uh, the feast refers to the event in the life of Jesus when after spending 40 days with the disciples, teaching them about the kingdom, about the reality of God's love for us, he is now moving into the realm of God, and, um, and therefore he ascends, meaning he goes up on his own, all the way up, and uh, to the point of disappearing. The opening prayer of this liturgy reminds us that the event of the life of Jesus, like every other event in the life of Jesus, not only tells us something about Jesus, but also about us. And therefore, we are, our life is intimately connected with the ascension of the Lord also. What does it mean to us? To celebrate the ascension? to enter into the mystery of the ascension, but most especially making it part of our life so that we can uh, live this reality? Well, let's find out. So first of all, this is an event that we can only find in the, in, uh, written by Luke. And apparently Luke liked it so much that he wrote about it twice. It's at the end of the Gospel of Luke and the beginning of the Book of Acts. Obviously, this year, because we are following the Gospel of Matthew, the reading, the, the event comes from the first reading, the book of Acts. And uh, Luke tells us that the disciples, basically, after spending all this time with the risen Lord, pretty sure they had some expectations. They were leaning, perhaps, too much on the presence of Jesus. But now, Jesus is telling them that the way the promise he made to be with us always until the end of the age, must be lived out in a way that they did not expect. 
And Jesus, in a way, as we hear in the Gospel of Matthew that we uh, heard, uh, makes us understand that the, the, the ascension of Jesus points to the fact that now is not just departing, but is changing the way in which we can experience his presence. And this presence is experienced in a very ordinary way when we gather together. So Jesus is not leaving, but he is now he's moving, but he's going back to the realm, but in order for us to experience that presence in a very mystical but real way. In us, when we gather, and of course, in prayer and sacraments. In the Gospel of Matthew, we have this motif throughout the Gospel that God is always with us. We just have to figure out that the way God is present may be a little bit different from what we expect him to, to, to do. At the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, when we hear about the story of the birth of Jesus, he's clearly called Emmanuel, God with us. Right in the middle of the Gospel of Matthew, we hear Jesus saying, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst of them. And now at the end of the gospel, we hear that he's always with us. But how can he be with us if he just went up to heaven? It's because now his presence is intertwined with our actions. That's why in the second reading, we hear that we are the church, his body. We, can, we are connected, we are united with Christ as a body. And in fact, the opening prayer talks about where the head is, the body hopes to follow. So we are connected. And that's what uh, I think is behind that phrase in the gospel, that the disciples went to the mountain, they saw Jesus, they worshipped, and they doubted. They didn't doubt about Jesus because they saw him. They didn't doubt about Jesus because they worshipped. Whom are they doubting? The word is used in another story in the Gospel of um, Matthew, with the story that probably you remember of Peter being called to leave the boat and walk on water. And you remember, he's doing fine, but all of a sudden, he began to doubt, and he started drowning. So the word doubt, it, doubt is a beautiful uh, tool that we have because it's, it's like a springboard. Okay, I have a doubt, and that doubt allows me to look for information, to move beyond doubt. We sometimes confuse doubt with the state of confusion that we create when we are not interested in finding out or uh, uh, finding out what Scripture teaches us about a particular topic or about what the church teaches about a topic. And we are not willing to let go. So we say, well, I have doubts. Many, many times in my experience, those are no doubts. They're just moments of confusion that come from the fact is, I don't want to give up my point of view. So instead of owning that, I'm going to put it on the church, on the priest, on others. We need to talk about that. But anyway, so doubt is a great thing. So now they are doubting themselves because they, they are understanding that they are part of this. That they are part as a body of Christ. They can no longer behave as anything else 
but Christ. So that is going like, ugh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it. And that's what each one of us is invited every single day of re-choosing discipleship, to be a disciple of Jesus. Jesus tells us that what he wants us to do is to make sure that we proclaim that Christian life is based on an intimate relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's baptism. Okay? Baptism makes us part of the family of God, but in order to be a family, we relate to each other and to God as a family. And this intimate relationship with the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit must be supported by the teaching. Did you hear what he says? Go baptize all nations in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit and teach them all that I commanded. We cannot make Christianity all by ourselves. You know, I agree to disagree with the church. All these many wonderful things. Those things that we choose make us step out of the experience of God. Because as we said last Sunday, I'm supposed to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. But in reality, I'm loving myself because I don't want to do anything else, that, anything that God asks me to do. So whom am I loving anyway? Am I really loving God or myself? What happens when we enter into this mystery? We live out this relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we form our mind according to the teaching of the gospel which is fundamental. I'm telling you, it's not an option. I'm reading a lot because we are talking about reopening, the Eucharist, the sacraments, and I'm reading a lot of strange things on social media, which makes me aware that we really need to go back and study what the Eucharist is all about, because we, there are so many wonderful things. I do not recommend them, you to search them, because they can be entertaining, but very confusing. So, let's go back. So, good teaching. We need to not start with scriptures and the catechism. It's planted. So, anyway, going back. When we enter into this relationship, we understand that we as Christians are called to always move upwards. Jesus is constantly inviting us to ascend with them because he, the head of the church, is pulling us towards heaven, towards the Father. And we, as a church, his body, have to follow. We cannot pull him down. We have to follow. It means that we now have a different point of view, a different and elevated point of reference that makes us see people, events, and everything else from the point of view of God. If we continue to see things like the rest of the world, are we really following Jesus towards the Father, or are we really asking him, come back here? Do you understand? So the part of our Christian journey requires a change of point of view. As we meditated on this during land, we do have a particular point of view. We see things from a particular lens, and those are the eyes of Jesus on the cross which is slightly up because they're still pointing us towards the Father. Therefore, the invitation for this holiday is not only to celebrate something that happened to Jesus, but claim the, the invitation that God is giving to all of us 
to move constantly upwards, make, becoming better at everything that we do, always improving ourselves so that we can, by the work of our hands, by the way we see things, improve and help the rest of the world to follow Christ towards the Father. What a great responsibility we have. But we don't do it on our own or on our, on our behalf. We do it as the body of Christ. So it doesn't matter what happened in the past. Today's the day. Let's commit ourselves to follow Christ, to let go of everything that holds us down, so that indeed we may continue to experience this intimate life lived in with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a witness to each other and to all people, that indeed Christianity allows us to see things differently because it allows us to live our life as children of God, members of his family, moving all together, grabbing as many people as we can as we move closer to the Father's heart. And I hope that you felt inspired by taking this step in welcoming the word and respond in love. I wish you well and I'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.